1: Before we get into today's episode, I want to tell you a little bit about our current sponsors, uh, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame. As you well know, if you've been following This Is Oklahoma, they've been a huge part of this podcast. So this podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, telling Oklahoma story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Hall of Fame, go to www.Oklahomahof.com and follow them on Instagram for daily updates at Oklahoma HOF. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This Is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, Ben with another episode down in Oklahoma City today if you're watching Facebook YouTube and Instagram you'll see we're in Bedford's again awesome studio shout out to them for, for putting this together my guest today is Ed Eason mate hey, good to see you again we hey. connected right about a month ago what yeah yeah yeah
0: that's right yeah about great to ago. see you as well thanks and um,
1: we've had some bad weather between then and now uh, but yeah good to have you back and glad to, to talk more about the story and um, I guess for people listening, who are you? What do you do?
0: Yes, yeah, so I am. Uh, I, I live in Nashville. I'm a guitar player. I uh, play for a lot of. I'm sorry. I'll get close to your You're microphone. Good. Good. You know, I'm that guy. <laughs> uh, I told you I'll to move around a lot. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I live in Nashville. I'm a musician. Uh, play for different artists. Yeah. Uh, primarily, I've been with Carrie Underwood for 15 years, and, then, and, um, and and I tour and play with a lot of other people as yeah. well. Yeah.
1: So, so what brings you to Oklahoma?
0: Yeah, so I have started working on a project here in town. Um, I had a, a friend of mine, T.W. Shannon, reach out to me. Uh, he and I met at a conference I w- that we were both speaking mm-hmm. at a handful of years ago, and we just, we've just we kept in touch. And he reached out because he knows I have a thing about mentoring sure. and, and uh, walking with people and connecting people and things like that. So um, as the CEO of, of his bank, the Chickasaw Community Bank, he reached out and said, hey, let's explore some ideas. We want to do something to mm-hmm. give back, to serve the community. And Ed, because of your story and the kind of things that you're into, I think you may you may have some interesting ideas on yeah, things we yeah, could yeah. do. So that's why I'm in town. I just kind of gave a proposal. We talked about this idea of doing a launch pad and helping people. We can talk about that in a while, yeah. yeah, yeah. that's why I'm in town. I'm just I'm, I'm just working on a project. Yeah. Well,
1: good. Well, good to have yeah, you. I'm yeah. glad to obviously bring you you know, to town and take you all over the state and show you some cool stories and some people. But yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but I mean- origin story, where'd you grew up, you know, how'd you get into the music?
0: Yeah, yeah, so I I grew up, um, you know, I first discovered the guitar in uh, uh, this little town in South Texas where I grew up, Uh, just by, literally, it was one of those things, just a um, a fluke deal, a friend of mine takes me to a friend's house, Mm -hmm. Uh, these older kids are playing guitar, one's playing guitar, one's playing bass, and I'm 12 years old, maybe, and it was literally just that aha uh-huh moment for me where I just thought that's the coolest thing I've ever seen and I want to do that yeah. and, and literally from that moment on that's all I wanted to do was play guitar
1: and guitar not bass
0: it no, was no bass no bass uh-uh, uh-uh. yeah <laughs> definitely no bass but yeah just all guitar um, yeah. um, you know a lot of guys you play a lot of different instruments. You know, I like to joke that I'm a one trick pony. I play guitar. You know, That's I just thought my mom as a kid, she'd say, you know, hey, Ed, let's get you piano lessons or vocal lessons. You're yeah, gonna want to yeah. sing someday. I was like, I don't want to sing. I want to play guitar. So yeah. I was always just like focused that hard on this one thing I just wanted to be great at that
1: that's one thing people tell me or ask me they're like hey whale, What people from Wales can sing and I'm mm-hmm. like yeah they can they said can you absolutely not <laughs> like I'm the worst singer I mean I don't even sing in the shower because I'm that bad at it but you know you've like Tom Jones Shirley Bassey and like all these Ad- Adele's dad is Welsh and like all these other connections and I'm like yeah it's not me like yeah, stereophonics yeah. and uh, you know but like uh, yeah I wish I could you know but you know you see Tom Jones on stage and he has that Voice and you're like, yeah, that doesn't come from the same part of whales yeah. that I do. It's just different
0: guess. It's just different water, it's right? just guess, different different water. Yeah. yeah, it's not yeah. the same. I tell you what, you know, living in Texas, there's so much talent down there. And Same with Oklahoma. You mm-hmm. know, as you know, there's just so. I'm always just blown away by the depth of talent in, in these different regions, especially yeah. um, especially Texas and Oklahoma. Um, I mean, I just think like in my world in Nashville, you know, there's all these guys who are doing either artists who are singers or musicians. Uh-huh. You know, who are working, getting to do the sorts of things I'm getting to do. And then I I go back to Texas and I'm floored at the the level of talent at just these local places of these guys that, that most of us have never heard of. Yeah. And just the, the the depth of the talent is just unreal. They're
1: just local legends. They're mm. happy doing their thing. And they're happy
0: and they, doing their thing. They love it, yeah. and they just like could just slay anybody out there on the national stage. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing how all that stuff works out,
1: isn't it? You got the guys crushing it on the local level, and you, you know you think you could play literally arenas, but no, don't worry about it. Never, yeah. had, just never, I guess, had that. You, you know, know, went a different route and well, was content playing every Tuesday night at his local bar or whatever.
0: I, I tell you though, I, I used to, I used to be perplexed by those guys cause I, cause because of how I'm wired and how I'm designed, right? For me, it's like, where's the big stage? Where's the big sure. thing? And I, I want to, that's what put me there, right? Yeah, and so yeah. that's why I moved to Nashville. It's like, I didn't want to be a Texas guy. I didn't want to work the Texas circuit. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I'm just naturally wired in that you know uh, where are the big things happening, and I'm gonna try and put myself in that position, yeah, and so I was always perplexed with these guys who were who were who were incredibly talented, like you mentioned, who were the, like the local legends. And uh, I just didn't understand mm-hmm. their logic. And I always kind of truthfully, I felt like maybe it was just kind of a waste of talent, yeah, but now, as I've gotten farther into my career and you know get a little older, I, I think, Maybe those guys really have figured it out. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they're the ones who actually really understand. Like for them, it's about the passion, the heart, and the soul of the playing music, and they're doing what they love. Yeah, it's not about getting up on the big stage and you know traveling all, the, all hours of the day and on the road all the time, right? And seeing family or whatever. Yeah, for them, maybe it's like yeah. we do what we love. We we they're just doing what they love, yeah. and they get to be with their family. They get to have this great life, and I I think. Maybe they're those are the guys who really have it figured out, yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting to
1: to have that bird's eye view and have that that you know the the, the perspective right in the future and look back and be like, you know what, maybe if I did do that, maybe I'd, things would be different, but so back to that point, you will go to a buddy's house hold up people playing guitar, you think, you know, I want one of those, you mm-hmm. run back to the house and say, "Mom, I need a guitar." Where do we go from there?"
0: Yeah, well, we live in this such a small little town that um i I at the time, we just had those little uh, Sears catalogs and things like mm-hmm. that. So I would flip through those catalogs and circle all the guitars that I wanted. Yeah. Um, but I never got one while we were in that little town because I knew there was nobody really to teach me. Sure. And, and, and oddly enough, at you know twelve years old, there was something 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 inside of me that thought, you know, if nobody, if I don't have anybody to teach me or come alongside me, I may just wind up getting this instrument and quitting. Yeah. Out of frustration, possibly. Um, so I didn't get one. But, but then fast forward, you know, a year later, we moved to Houston. And as you can imagine, there's a plethora of, of you know, music yeah. in Houston. And that's when I finally got a guitar and got a, you know, first guitar teacher. And, you know, but the, the, the way a guitar finally came into my hands is my mom literally came home one day from a yard sale mm-hmm. with an acoustic guitar. And she walked in the door. She handed, she put this, uh, set this guitar down in the living room. And she'd pay $5 for this acoustic guitar. Yeah. And she said, I found this at a yard sale. I thought maybe one of you boys would want this guitar. And so I sat and watched the guitar for a couple of days in the corner, yeah. just waiting to see if my older brother was going to take that guitar. And he, he never was taking it, you know, because yeah. I, I know where I am in the pecking order. You know, don't run sure. off with the guitar, right? So I sat there and I watched it for a couple of days. And finally I went to my brother and I said, Do you mind if I take, this, take the guitar up to my yeah. room? He's, and he looked at me like, I don't care. So I grabbed the guitar and that was it. Yeah. You know the strings were, you know, I felt like they were an inch high. It was the worst playing instrument in the world, but for me it was everything. Yeah. You know? But literally, it was my mom coming home with a guitar from a garage sale. It's how sh- it is, what reignited and started the whole thing. Do you still have it? I don't. No. I don't know. I probably burned it out of frustration. <laughs> <laughs> or did the whole Keith Moon thing and put it over
1: yeah, f- over your knee or something yeah yeah, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> so so at this stage like what music are you listening to while you're going through you know like you're waiting a year till you get your guitar like what you know what's the music scene like and what are you into specifically at that time
0: yeah well you know it's like I, I'm just uh, I, I I've always been as a kid I, I kind of got drawn into like ACDC and just mm-hmm. some music like that cause my yeah, older yeah. brothers and and so that was that was kind of it. Um, I never was like a heavy pop guy or anything like that. Um, so just, just lots of... Basically anything that had lots of loud guitars, yeah. that's what I was drawn to. So, you know, loud guitars, big solos, and any of that that I was just enamored with. Yeah. I remember watching... Um, MTV, you know, and you'd see these when you was an occasion to
1: watch MTV, right? <laughs> yes. Right? Kids now don't know what MTV is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is. So yeah. I remember watching the YouTube that. YouTube channel, yeah, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. So I, I remember watching those and um, seeing the videos of like the, these concert videos. You know, the the band getting yeah, on the yeah, tour yeah. bus or the band in the arena mm. and the, the bowing for all that stuff. I just remember thinking. I want to do that. Like yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, how do I get on that tour bus and go do that? Yeah. But so, um, but yeah, i have just listening to anything. There's lots of guitar stuff, you know, but yeah. lots of lots of loud, lots of loud music. I'm, I'm all. all about
1: loud music. <laughs> uh, so, so loud music. Obviously, I, I mean ACDC. Like, I think kids these days probably remember ACDC from the Iron Man soundtrack. Um, but no, they've been around a long time. And mm-hmm. you know, Angus, Angus Young, right? Angus, Angus Young, Young yep. and, and yep. Brian and just like, yeah. Um, but you just sent you have an acoustic guitar to start with so what's that like when you get you know do you get lessons about things straight away and then like then you kind of upgrade to the electric
0: yeah so I I just fumble around as long as I can on that acoustic you know the classic you know whatever the Mel Bay book is whatever I can get my hands on Um, you know whatever kid around the corner who's been playing getting them to show me a few things but uh, somehow my mom found a place in a strip mall to take me to get guitar lessons. Yeah. I went in for a lesson, sp- fell in love with a guitar that was on the wall, and I walked out with that guitar. My mom bought me that guitar. That's you know, awesome. bought me that guitar. Bought me that amp, and then that thing just just yeah. I just it lived yeah. beside me. It was a classic. It's a classic deal. It's like you know, it's like you know, uh, you go to school, you think about guitar, you come home, yeah. you race home as fast as you can, so you can grab the guitar. You know, I just, I was consumed with it. You know, yeah. I, I knew what day, you know, the guitar magazines came out roughly. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, it's, you know, next Thursday, the new one comes out, racing to get the magazine as soon as you yeah. could when school was out. So just consumed with this this passion, you know, and I'm super thankful for that. You know, um, I think, I, I know so many people who, who, I think we all do, we know people mm-hmm. in, in you just never really fully kind of know what direction they kind of really want to pursue. Yeah. Um, and it's super, and that's, that's normal. But I, I've always been thankful that at such a young age, uh-huh. I just was drawn to this this idea of, I love this thing, this music, this guitar, all my focus was 100% driven towards that.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right. Because like from you know from a young age, you you kind of put into every sport, you are put into everything, like you know classes or whatever. Like there's there's baseball, there's football, you know there's basketball, and there's a season for everything, isn't it? <laughs> uh, but obviously, when you come home, people either play video games or whatever. well, you had this guitar mm-hmm. laying by your side every single day, and you kind of get you know obsessed with it and and making different sounds and. <laughs> And then you just the sky's the limit.
0: Well, yeah, and I think the cool thing too is you know if you think about being a, at at such a young age and anybody trying to master a craft, there's something about the discipline and the focus that goes into it. Mm-hmm. And and I, and I I I by no means mastered this craft. I'm not saying that, but yeah. when you're in the pursuit of mastering this craft, um, the the discipline and the focus that goes into it, I'm really thankful that as a 13, 14, 15, 16 year old a yeah. teenager that I was getting to develop that kind of um, life skill I guess mm-hmm. um, I, I, for me that's just a real gift yeah. to, to, to have develop that at such a young age yeah a, and to have that focus towards towards that one thing so that I, I didn't feel like I was wandering uh-huh. you know just trying to find what is my thing
1: yeah
0: yeah and and um, so yeah you're attached to
1: it that was your identity and that's kind of that's you it. the guitar player C- in school
0: correct correct yeah. Yeah, that that's exactly right so it does become your identity yeah, so yeah, then the, yeah. then fast forward you know you're you know you getting to play the whatever stages and things yeah and so coming full circle around it's in, and then it becomes how do i not make this thing my identity right right how do i this thing that has been my identity forever and and I get to do it at, at a good level. Yeah. But how do I how do I make my life balanced in, in such a way that it's not who
1: right. I am? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When people look back at, like, you leave your legacy or whatever, you know, people look back, at like, okay, Ed played guitar, but through those opportunities that he was given with the guitar, he did this, 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 and this, and that's what people remember him for now.
0: Yes. Right? That's yes. kind of the
1: path I guess you're on now with the Launchpad stuff.
0: Y- yes, so. yeah, 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 yeah. And so, right, so, you know, I think this... I don't know how healthy it is to to have your identity in this one thing because yeah. I, I I just look at life and I think all that can go away in a second, right? Yeah. I mean, there's there's you know a hundred different things that could happen to mm-hmm. where a guitar is is no longer what I do. Yeah. And so, w- what does that do to me as a person? What does that do to my identity? Mm-hmm. And um, so, I'd say a handful of, a handful of years ago, I, I really started trying to be intentional about identity. yeah. And where is my identity? What is my identity? And how do I not make my identity something that's attached to this thing that it, it could go away? Is there yeah, something yeah. more important that my identity should be? Yeah. You know?
1: yeah I mean, for me, it's kind of the same. get like for me, it was golf. Like, I was golf my entire life. And, you know, I came to college and I graduated and, and I've gone from playing golf every day to playing maybe once a week, if that. And you know, then my, my identity changed to becoming, to getting into real estate. And it's now it's golf, real estate, and my little bit of golf as a hobby real estate and i'm uh, now the podcast people know me for the podcast now so yeah i totally get trying to you know you, uh, but i was kind of forced into it right because i like, wasn't going to play professional golf but it's it's cool to see both sides in it that you make that conscious decision to change that and take okay like i'm you know this could go away tomorrow what am i going to build behind that mm-hmm. uh so so you get the logic guitar you're having lessons getting you know progressing, having fun, do you go to university to do music or what's that stage well, after high school? I'll like? tell you
0: what's interesting. I actually um, so I, I I auditioned for a performing arts high school uh-huh. in Houston. Uh, I lived right outside of Houston, but there was a school, downtown Houston, uh, high school for the performing and visual arts. Uh-huh. And so I'd heard about this place and uh, uh, so I, I went and auditioned, maybe, maybe my sophomore year or yeah. something in high school. Well, I didn't get in. So, um, to me, that was that was that was the end of that journey. Yeah. You know, uh, fast forward, you know, another year, year later or so, I have a conversation with uh, with you know a friend of my mom's or somebody, and they they heard that story about me auditioning and not getting in, and then they said, "Well, have you auditioned? Did you go back to audition again?" Yeah. Well, that was just mind blowing to me. Because yeah. to me, a no was a no. Right, right. We don't want you. We don't yeah. want you. You're not good enough. Whatever, whatever it is. And so I was floored at this this idea of, and I'm so thankful for that conversation with with that woman. Um, she opened my eyes to this thing about you can go back again yeah. just because I told you no. And so I went back again, and I got accepted. And just for my last year of high school, my senior yeah. year. Is
1: this like a like a real life Fame Academy then? It's like a real
0: life Fame. I mean, there's dancers doing ballet in the hallway. There's you know amazing artists and there's classical music going on. There's jazz music going on. My first my first period of school was a rehearsal period. Like literally, my job for that first period was to go into a room and practice guitar. That you was first. This period. was the best school I've ever been to my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> it's like who gets to do that? Yeah. You know? yeah so yeah. you know, but what's interesting about that though was, you know, I, I, a lot of it was driven around jazz music, mm-hmm. and um, I was intrigued by that because I wanted to, I wanted to learn a little jazz because my my logic was how do I get more tools in my toolbox? Sure. Right. So that I'm not just so I'm more versatile. Yeah. Um but i never really I really never thrived at playing jazz music and after i after I graduated from the high school, I went to Berkeley College of Music in mm-hmm. Boston and I did that for two semesters, so That's a pretty big deal that yeah place, well, isn't I, it? I, yeah i guess right you know yeah they, they, they i mean there's a lot of super talented people yeah, there yeah. You know? yeah. I squeaked in and yeah. um but i I just went for i went for a year. And uh, so I don't know that that really qualifies as going to college. <laughs> why, you know, it's only, like <laughs> why was it only a year? I literally went there with this idea that I just wanted to go for a year. OK. And it, and it was perfect for me. Because by the time I got to the end of that second semester, we were studying things that I knew mm. that I never wanted to do as a musician. Sure. Right? I knew I never wanted to teach. I knew I never wanted to write big band charts. I never wanted to do yeah. orchestration, that, these sorts of things that you're learning. right? And thankfully, again, understanding kind of how I was wired, and going back to being that kid, seeing these videos of people on stage, yeah, yeah. I knew that was the path that I really wanted to be on. Gotcha. And for me to go learn, you know, how, how to orchestrate for you know however many strings or things like that, it's like I'm Raleigh. never going to do that. And so it was a perfect exit point for me. Yeah. To, and, and so from there, I just I went back to Houston. Um, I, I wound up playing in a in, in just a some R&B jazz group uh in the worst neighborhoods and you know just like <laughs> just it was anything really, for a it, gig anything for a gig yeah. and, and uh, the thing is is I was never that good at playing jazz music like I just wasn't yeah. you know and I I used to think about e- e- even fast forward when I start first started doing country music right mm. so a friend calls me he says hey do you want to come play um for this country artist yeah uh, at the time, so I, right. So we've gone for rock. We've gone a little bit of jazz at the high school. A little bit more jazz at college. Yeah. And, um, and now I'm playing kind of this R&B jazz group. By the way, I'm not really that good at R&B jazz mm-hmm. through any of that. Now a friend calls me and says, "Hey, you want to come play for this country guy?" And, and yeah. uh, of course, I want to make money because that's if you're playing right. in Texas. Yeah. The money is more likely, or more—you have more opportunities to make money playing country music. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I went and played my first country gig, um, and that was a disaster. So once again, <laughs> I'm stepping into this thing of like, uh, this is new to me now, yeah. and just literally the most embarrassing moment in my career was my first country was my first country gig, and I, I say. That that's truly one of the defining moments of my career. Yeah. That that gig because it was such a disaster. Um, I was so embarrassed. I was I sat out in the car with my brother in, in between in between sets. Yeah, and I literally looked at my brother, and I was, I, I was so embarrassed, and I. I wanted to tell him will you go inside and get all my gear and bring it out to me so I don't have to go back in there and be right. humiliated because yeah. I, I mean, I'm i humiliated to even go back in there yeah. let alone go back in there and get on that stage Yeah, you know um, but my brother, in all his infinite wisdom, he just looked at me and said, Ed, it's not that bad. So,
1: <laughs> and these guys are been drinking, drinking all day. It's totally fine. <laughs>
0: yeah. So the simple words of it's not that bad yeah. gave me you know, the confidence to say, okay, okay, I'll go back in there. So I'll go back in there and finish it. It's still humiliating. It's yeah. still a disaster. I'd like to say, and I went back in there and I crushed it, and the whole world loved me. It, that's not what happened. I was, I just left <laughs> deflated and embarrassed. <laughs> Feel like I just gonna get to this, but I sucked Never it Never touching country music again. That's it. So that's why it's one of my defining moments in my career. Yeah. Because I think it, if I had walked, if I had not gone back in there, mm. you know, I, I, I talk about that. I do some speaking, and so I talk about this thing about if I had not gone back in there. Yeah. What would that have done the next time somebody called me to play country music? You know. Well, yeah. naturally, I would have thought. Well, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't exactly. Yeah. I don't. Right. Um, and so because of that I mean there's no there's no way I'd have the career right, I'd have right now had yeah. I not just walked back in there in that that one moment of being just feeling humiliated and embarrassed right. and just stayed the path and so um, it's it's it, it, it it's crazy how just one of those fa- failures yeah, yeah, yeah. really is one of the greatest and for me it's one of my greatest personal victories yeah. you know
1: yeah so so the last thing they obviously you know stay in the path failing forward all the buzzwords mm-hmm. you know do you continue to to play
0: for this country guy? Or I, I do. Okay. I do. Yeah. So I <laughs> I just I'm a glutton for punishment, yeah. you know. So I just they he he wanted me back again the next time. So I was I'm getting paid and I said sure, I'll do it. Yeah. And little by little, you know, it got better and better, you know. And um and so from there I just get a random phone call to go to, uh play for an artist and that takes me to Nashville. Yeah. I go to Nashville, I sleep on a couch for a year. I know one person. That's it. And I yeah. slept on that person's couch for the, for a year.
1: At, the, at this point, have you met your wife? Do you have a family
0: or was it, this is. No, no, no. I mean, I, I moved to Nashville. Uh, I'm 20 years old. Okay. Yeah. Do so you
1: really enjoy in Nashville? Though. Oh yeah. Yeah. You yeah. sleep on the couch and you probably have no
0: money at this point. <laughs> Dude, I have no money. I'm waiting tables at El Chico. Uh, 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 cause, yeah. I, cause I, cause I, cause I gotta have, I got, uh, you gotta I, eat. <laughs> the one thing I'm yeah. smart enough to figure out is thinking, well, I gotta eat. I like Mexican food, and there's yeah. a Mexican restaurant nearby. Yeah. So I went there. Uh, they hired me. I'm amazed that they even hired me because what, what do I know about waiting tables? And, uh, I did that for I don't know, six months or so. It, yeah. And I ate, you know, enchilada platters, you know, once twice a day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's free. I <laughs> was right. sleeping on my friend's couch. Yeah. So yeah. So
1: so you moved with the intention. Are you still with this guy or are you moved with the intention of I'm gonna find work and I've played for this country no, guy and now I'm gonna That's it. You know, no, shoot no, I'm not with moon? him.
0: No. I just I'm I literally moved to Nashville saying Yeah. Let's, let's give it a go. Let's give it a go. Let's go to Nashville. Yeah. Because going all the way back around, like my my I never wanted to be that local guy. Like I, I never wanted to play the local circuit. Sure. You know, and so for you know you can always go back. You can always go back. Right? Yeah. And I watched lots of people go back. Yeah. I mean lots of people that moved to town when I moved back or w- when I moved to town. A lot of the guys, the new people tend to congregate together. Mm. And so I had a community of all the new guys to town, the guys and girls and yeah. all of all of them except one all moved back home. Yeah. You know myself, and there's another guy. He's still there. He owns a, a a very successful booking agency, and me. Yeah. But the other people had other things they could go back to. They started thinking about, well, maybe they I should go back. They had a Plan back, B. They had a Plan B. Yeah. Maybe I should go back to college. Um, maybe you know, my I have a good job working for so and so. You know, or my parents. What it whatever, whatever the, the story is. For me, I never had that. Yeah. You know, I never had a. It just. It's not a pity story. It's just like I never had another thing. I had, yeah. I had a one-track mind. It was, I'm going to come to Nashville, and I'm going to figure out how to do this thing. And all the heartache and the heartbreaks and the no food and mm-hmm. just all, all these different things, um, to me, it was just, I loved it because it was just part of the journey because I just know that I'm yeah. inching my way closer and closer. Right. Right.
1: So how you you're at this Mexican restaurant for five six months and, and then you get a phone call that says yeah we want to can you come try out you yeah, we well I mean I guy? get a phone
0: call I get a phone call to come play with some guy and get on a tour bus and go do a couple things and yeah. then uh, you get a call to do something else and you know you write tons of songs with people you, you know you just kind of immerse yourself in, sure. in in the culture of writing and playing every day as much as you can. Um, Are you trying to play like gigs around Nashville, like little small stuff as well, or just? Well, we we would always do kind of like the songwriter nights. Okay. You know, so just it's it's all the guys just you getting together, you're writing songs, yeah, and, yeah. and then you get up songwriter nights, and that's kind of a way for you to get used to being on stage sure. and just you and a guitar. Um, but uh, we, so we would do we would do a lot of that. Um, I think it was just kind of one gig and then kind of another gig, and so your circle slowly expands, right? Yeah. It's just you like get anything. recognized,
1: and people know they can trust you, and you can play. Your, and your network slowly gets yeah. bigger
0: and bigger, you know, um, to eventually you're you're working in circles to where yeah. guys are doing real things, and the, and they, they start to call you in on yeah, them. Yeah,
1: yeah. So so you get the call, and you go on this go with this guy, and jump on a tour bus, and you mm-hmm. think I've made it, or no?
0: Yeah, you feel like you you've feel made like it. you're like you're on a tour bus now. You, you, and you're like, oh my gosh, this yeah. bus is like what five hundred thousand dollar bus this, tour bus. This <laughs> is the dream. Like, is like, the you, d- you've made it, right? But <laughs> you go to you, a cult. You, yeah, yeah, you go to a couple of these shows, and then you know, uh, gigs kind of just ebb and flow, come and go. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's an artist that will have like I need someone for these two shows. Mm-hmm. So you're learning lots of songs for one show, or for two shows, or few shows. Yeah. But yeah, the first time you get on that tour bus, you know, it's. You, it's it, big. It truly, it, it truly is. And then the first time you step into an arena, yeah, you know, you get to step on that stage, and, and um, that's that's a that's a huge moment, yeah. you know. And I still I still cherish that moment, you know. There's I talk about all the time about me taking a a, a moment every night during a concert to just really soak in, mm-hmm. right? To really soak in what's happening. Yeah. To know, like you know, how far I've come. Because I know most people don't get don't get that opportunity, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't believe that it's because I'm the most talented guy or any of that stuff. It's just yeah. for sometimes things just open up and opportunities come up for you know for different people, different times, different seasons, and yeah. and for whatever reason they have opened up, and and, I, and I'm fortunate that I get to do this. Um, but I'm always mindful to really just kind of soak it in, because I remember the 12-year-old right. kid you know, just thinking. Staring at that $5 guitar,
1: hoping your brother doesn't take it. Someday I want to do that. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so what was that first time you step on the big stage and the lights are on, and you're like, whoa, I'm playing a song that I just learned three <laughs> days
0: ago? I tell you, I think uh, one of the coolest moments for me was the first time I stepped out to take a solo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Take a solo. Can you feel your and, hands? And, well, you can hear, when you hear the solo ripping through the arena, right, you can hear it reverberating around. Yeah, yeah. Like that moment, that first time, I mean, I, I still get giddy at that, yeah. At that, you know. But that first time, and you hear that solo just rip through the arena, mm. like that to me is just like, is one of the most special moments because the it's the epitome of that thing, you know. Yeah, I yeah. recently told uh, my our monitor guy, "We what we do, you know, we have these in air monitors. You see everybody with those wires hanging out of their sure. ears and all that stuff. So that's how we listen to our mix on stage. And um, so we have a monitor guy who, who adjusts all the levels for everything that we want to hear on stage. And but because you have these things in your ear, you're blocking yourself off from the audience. Mm. And so." Imagine being on stage but you've got earplugs in. It's so like you got to all one these of these
1: dance parties where only you can listen to your own music and no one else can.
0: Not only that, <laughs> but, the other way around. but the whole room's crap, uh, crap yeah, the whole going room, crazy. The whole room is clapping, going yeah. crazy. But you can't hear them yeah. because you've got these things in your ears that are just muffling the sound. Yeah. So imagine how surreal that is. You're in front of thousands of people. The song ends. Yeah. You can see they're clapping. You, you can kind of hear it. You can kind of hear them yeah. ca- you know the the cheering but you can't hear it you can't feel it and so what we do is the the monitor guys will put out microphones on the stage or around the arena Mm -hmm. pointing to the audience gotcha and then so i'll tell the 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 monitor guy i'll tell him you know hey I, i want more audience mics and so now you can really get into it he can he can put them into my mix so when I'm playing, I can actually now hear the audience and yeah. all that, which so which kind of goes back to that moment of hearing the solos. Now I can really feel the life that's happening yeah, in the you. room. Yeah. yeah,
1: And from that moment, you're like, this is where I mean, I this is who I am. This is what I want to do. The, Give me more of this. This
0: is it. This is what I want to do. you know? yeah. yeah. But I, I, it's like, but I've just always been driven that way. You know, yeah. it's like my story is I slept on a couch for a year, then I slept on a floor for the next year. You know, I was sharing uh, recently about how I. I would go, there was a season where I would go as long as I could in the daytime not eating. Mm-hmm. I would drink water because yeah. I'm not waiting tables anymore. I can't handle that. So I would drink water as long as I could into the day. And then I would get a potato out of a bag, Yeah. throw it in the microwave. And, and if I was really going to treat myself, I'd sprinkle some cheese on it yeah. and I'd make a baked potato. And I did that for... Just a long time, so I would eat one baked potato. Is yeah. when I couldn't take the hunger anymore, right. I would eat that, and then that would get me to ultimately to dinner, and I could always scrape an, together enough money to get a, a quarter pounder, uh, quarter pounder meal yeah. at McDonald's. So at the time it was two ninety nine, so it was three dollars and twenty four cents is what it yeah. costs for a quarter pounder meal, and um, so I, I could scrape together enough money. Well, I ate so many of these Quarter Pounder meals that, to this day, I won't eat a (laughs) McDonald's. You can't go in there. I won't eat a McDonald's uh, hamburger. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: I love that. It just takes me. It's too too
0: painful. I'm not going back back to that. I will do
1: anything not to go back to that. (laughs) Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you got this moment. You're on stage. You're loving life. You're Mm -hmm. in a tour bus, you know. Is that that was that quite a short stint then for this guy or does he like like, like things and you continue to play oh I mean, yeah is, is this country music or is this it, back it, to rock country, rock? country
0: music okay. so it's just kind of uh that was like the first time I'm on a tour bus it's just going in to fill in for somebody On a sure. quick quick outing yeah um so it's a lot of like the the th- th- the journey is you get a little taste of it and you go back to reality yeah. you get a little taste of it you go back to reality and mm. so the you you just get you, you get enough little just uh, jolts of energy yeah. from Teasing these things you. teasers right yeah. um and then uh I, um and then i think my first deal my first label gig was actually with with a rock band that was up there it was actually a christian rock band there's a big mm-hmm. industry up there for christian rock music and then so then i i started pivoting back into into rock music yeah and, um, so I did that for for several different artists, and literally, I just got a phone call one day um from a friend of mine who got a phone call to go play drums for this for this one country yeah. group that has had great success, and he called me and said, "Hey, these people need a guitar player. I recommended you yeah, um the beautiful thing about the story is at the time is I'm working at a coffee shop,
1: okay, so you've kind of gone back to working.
0: Yeah, so, because I'm trying to focus on, there's there's things that I'm really trying to focus on in writing and things yeah. like that. So I'm thinking, well, how do I not keep going out of town and get on a bus with other, these other people? But how can I stay focused yeah. and not get distracted? And I thought, well, why don't I just get a job at a coffee shop, okay. and then I can focus on honing and writing and doing these sorts of things. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I'm working at a coffee shop, and so this friend calls me at the coffee shop yeah. and says, hey, this group, they need a guitar player, I just recommended, recommended you, they're going to call you here in just a minute. And I thought, well, there's no way. They're not going to yeah. call me. They're, they've got too much, you know, they're big. Yeah. And, um, and if they're big, they're not going to call me at work.
1: Right, right, like, right correct, go.
0: right. So now I'm thinking, well, well, what am I supposed to do? I'm not going to be like, you know, hello, coffee shop. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, like, that doesn't sound very like, who, right. who's this guy? I thought we wanted to, we need a professional, yeah, not, a, not a barista, yeah. you know? Yeah. So uh, they called me and I just answered the phone like I was at my house. I just the phone rang and I thought I don't know if that's them or not, but I just answered it. Hello, yeah. <laughs> it just acted like like this is my number, right? And uh, sure enough, it was them about coming to play. That's awesome. And, and it was their, or one of their people in their organization. And uh, and that was it. So, so that was, that was you my first go to your audition with them? Or there's no, no, there's no audition. It was like, yeah, you're good. You're in. And, yeah, you're in. You've been recommended. you trust re- the guys recommended you. You're in. You're in. And I literally show up and go do that deal, and guess what? It's a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> it's a reoccurring theme. they a reoccurring <laughs> theme, right? So yeah, I think the reoccurring theme, theme yeah. is, is I'm I am persistent. You yeah, know? yeah. It's like perseverance. Like I just, I, you know, I I, I get just. Beat down and I just get up. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, to me, it just wasn't very good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, that turned out to be a fantastic gig. And, you know, of course I stayed the path and it's great. And yeah. So how long wow. did you stay with that band? for? Oh, like three and a half years or so. Touring yeah, around yeah, country. Yeah. 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 Doing my first TV stuff, doing all oh, that, yeah. you know? So I go from working in a coffee shop doing whatever. And like a month or so later, I'm a band leader for these people. Yeah. You know, and um,
1: you're on TV and, and playing live shows on live on TV right. and all the rest of it.
0: Playing arenas. Yeah. Doing that sort of thing. Like, so th- then you've really made it. That's when you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. They this is the this is the deal. Yeah. You know, this is the thing that you've really been going for. You get a full full term contract or whatever and it's you just you just sorry, yeah.
1: I'm not making coffee anymore. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like, I'm out. Yeah, did, so, they ever, did they ever kind of like wind you up and kind of take the piss a bit and ask you to make coffee every now and then? Or oh, did they didn't they know I made up? coffee. Oh, they didn't? No, Because that I would have been not, hilarious yeah, if like no. your buddy's
0: like, hey, can you rustle me up a caramel latte, <laughs> <No>, please? No, <laughs> they didn't know. They didn't know. I didn't yeah, tell um, them. I just kept it, uh, you know, it's kind of like displayed it cool. Yeah, like, of yeah. course yeah. I'm supposed to be here. That's yeah. yeah. so what Acting I do. you you trying not to act needy, right? Yeah, 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 exactly, you know. But yeah, no, they never knew you. that's awesome yeah. so
1: what's well, like family i mean think of all this so you finally you know mom dad brother like i assume brother never picked up the guitar ever so he mm-hmm. you know he's just like wow this is your oxide made it
0: yeah um are they all still in houston no i've got uh, uh one in san antonio one brother in san antonio one brother in sacramento um you know they, they've been they've all been super proud you yeah, know and my yeah. mom calls me all the time talking about you know yeah so you heard, whatever it one, is yeah, you song know. on the radio yeah yeah
1: that's amazing so so you do that and then you get the phone call from from some ladies band who's just like you know what you, you want to go from being super successful and traveling and having a legit like career and and safe right you know the money coming in to take a huge risk on this new artist that's just won this competition and and hey do you want to come ride this from the ground up mm-hmm. and you're thinking ooh I, maybe like yeah. that's a tough that's well, a tough
0: well, it's a tough know, call right tough because call, you yeah. know we, we, you, you're in a we all wrestle with this I think right it's like you're in a situation that's pretty sweet yeah. it's comfortable you know you mm-hmm. kind of know how it's going to play out and, and and it's taking care of you yeah. and you really enjoy it yeah so that's kind of where I am and then I get this phone call um, from a guy about, um, yeah, so do you want to come do this, this new gig, you know? And, and, um, I, I suspected that, you know, you, you know, that she's going to do great and, and all of that, but yeah. you're comfortable over here, this other thing. So I was able to do both things for about six months. Yeah, So literally I would, I, I would play with this one group, uh, uh, and then I would catch a red eye to go play with with Carrie, yeah. right? Yeah. And I would just kind of do these things back and forth. And I was able to do that for about six months. But but what, what happened was—that's like living the double rock star lifestyle. The double like. rock star life. Like I've double made it. <laughs> Literally, you know? every
1: other every night you're doing the you know two shows or night morning whatever. Like, I mean, that's people have seen the news and seen the lifestyle in the media. Like, it's not an easy lifestyle to live twice, you know, <laughs> in, the, in the same amount of time. Yeah,
0: yeah. So minus for six months. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I'm literally, I'm just like getting off the plane with one and, and and getting on a bus with another. And I'm just doing this back and forth. But there was a moment with, um, there, there was a moment early on with Carrie where we were, I was sitting on a bus, we were doing this outdoor acoustic show and I kept hearing some random noise and I couldn't figure out what it was, yeah. but it, it just kind of occasionally just kept happening. Well, fast forward, you know, a little while later, somebody comes to get us said, okay, you, you, you guys are ready. So the band, we're just doing some acoustic thing or something. Yeah. And uh, we get off the bus. i walk around the corner because I can't see the stage from the bus. I walk around the corner and there's a sea of people in this parking lot. Yeah. And I thought, Oh. This is different. This is different. I mean, this is a a parking lot acoustic deal. I'm thinking maybe there's 100 people here. There's a sea of people out there. But the real moment for me, the real light bulb moment was she walked out on stage. And when she walked across that stage, I'd never heard an Mm -hmm. audience show that kind of enthusiasm and excitement. Yeah. Right? I've heard excitement, and people are excited, and all that stuff from stage. But this was different. Like I distinctly thinking, or distinctly remember thinking that this is unlike any uh, uh, welcoming that I've ever seen for an artist.
1: Right.
0: And that was the moment where I knew, like, oh, there's there's something really special. She's literally being worshipped. This is something that's really special. Yeah. And, And that was kind of a defining moment for me on that, knowing that okay, this is definitely. I made the right decision oh, absolutely yeah Yeah. and then you you ride the rocket ship yeah and we just take off and we do our thing yeah, yeah. and yeah. you go from
1: being you know I know we spoke previously you go from being the first person at stagecoach going on stage at noon or whatever blazing hot to headlining or being the last few acts like mm-hmm. that's a really cool journey to be a part of from the ground up right There's something that you haven't done before mm-hmm. I mean in your own story you have but you haven't been done with a group mm-hmm. with, with Carrie or with like that's that's there's so many lessons in
0: that. That's right. Yeah, when you get to when, when the whole arc, yeah. you know, the, yeah, there's not a lot of times you get a chance to kind of see the whole the yeah. whole story. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah, yeah.
1: So I mean, what I mean, what a time to be alive, right? What a thing to do. Um, I mean, we could talk about what shows you've done and whoever and all this, which and we could be here for four hours talking about that, and people can go and see the shows that you've played. But let's touch on to finish up, like why you're in town a bit more, you know, the launch pad uh, and the businesses that you're kind of meeting with and chatting with and, and finish with that.
0: Yeah. So, um, I think because of my experience growing up, uh, I, I was, I was thankful, you know, being raised by a single mom. I, mm-hmm. I was, I was fortunate to have, uh, specifically, you know, a good mentor in my life yeah. or different mentors, uh, but specifically one that really made it a big impact. Mm-hmm. Um, so, because of of this of this one mentor for me, his name's George. Uh, he really showed me this the the value and the importance of mentoring, the value yeah. and importance of showing up for people, walking alongside people. And so, because of him, I've just I've just always had this heart and this passion. I've just to do that, yeah, just from my own story. Um, so over the years, I've really started diving into mentoring, you know, kind of being an advocate for mentoring, Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's mentoring myself or or speaking somewhere about mentoring. Yeah. Um, so this, this mentoring thread journey has really been around since I was a kid. And so fast forward, you know, I I recently got a call from a guy, TW Shannon, Mm -hmm. who's, you know, a local here in Oklahoma city. Um, TW and I were speaking at a conference a few years ago and, um, We just kind of, we kept in touch and he recently reached out and said, uh, you know, as a bank, he's the CEO of Chickasaw Community Bank. And and he said, you know, as a bank, we want to give back. We want to help build lives and, Uh you know, make the, make, just do creative things to improve the community. Right. You know, that, that's the heart of who we are. And, um, so he thought maybe, knowing my story, that maybe there's some ideas that we could ex- explore together. Yeah. Um, so we, we talked and we brainstormed. And, and, and I, I proposed this idea of, uh, of starting something called the Launchpad. Mm-hmm. And the Launchpad is just basically saying, like, there are people who are trying to do big things, and, and, but sometimes they need more than finances, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. People need somebody to come alongside them to mentor them. Yeah. And, um, and so I said, well, why, why don't I just come to Oklahoma and let me tell stories and walk alongside people who mm-hmm. identify people who want to who, who, who want to do something that's stirring inside of them. Yeah. And maybe some people are already doing it, but they want to get to that next level. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's just an idea that they've never even taken that, that leap. Yeah. And so for me, Launchpad, what I'm coming to town to do is coming alongside people, finding those people. Like, what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. How can I help you? And who can I connect you with to help? this journey right. to, to, take, to this take it to the next yeah. level. And so that's what I'm doing. I'm in town Sweet. just building these stories or t- talking about these stories and literally just helping people launch big ideas. Yeah. That's
1: it. So, so if someone's listening to this, how do they get involved and how can they, I guess, apply to be Yeah, part yeah. Of it? Well,
0: I, I think the best way right now is if you just go to my social media, so mm-hmm. I think it's at yeah. uh on Instagram. Uh, if somebody always wants to shoot me a DM and say, hey, Ed, this is who I am. This is the thing I've been wanting to do or this is the thing I'm doing, but I don't know how to get to that next level. Whatever it yeah. is, if people want to just shoot me a message, um, I, I'll get back to every one of them. Yeah. You know, we'll just kind of see... Where I can add some value yeah. and, and just walk along with people. Sweet. Good for you, man. That's awesome. Um, well, great. I mean, I appreciate you
1: coming in, taking some time out of your day to share some stories. And, you know, if anyone listens to this, I'll post Ed's Instagram down in the description so they can go straight to it, and send you a message. And, and if they want to listen to you play guitar, I'm sure we could figure that out too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, mate, thanks for coming in. Uh, for everyone
0: listening, we'll catch you next episode. Cheers. Yeah. Thanks for having me.
1: This podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, telling Oklahoma story through its people since 1927 for more information on the hall of fame go to www.oklahomahof.com and follow them on instagram for daily updates at oklahoma hof thank you for listening we are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too
0: make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories for more great oklahoma content Follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.